You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Hey, how about that? It is time for us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio. Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at Otter Creek. And Trevor producer Mark Hunter on the controls. And we're going to talk about golf for the next hour in many phases and facets. One of the things I want to touch on right now, however, uh, let's get uh, Mr. Jeff Smith's uh, put your rules hat guy on, your rules guy hat on for just a second. All right. Okay. What do we got? So, Mr. Jason Duffner, in frustration after missing yet another short putt, haven't we all been there? Yeah. (laughs) Throws his putter down in disgust, and now people want to penalize him for being unsportsmanlike. Pros aren't allowed to get ticked off at their own self. Sure. It's, I mean, not, a, it's not unsportsmanlike. It's yeah, not It's not polite. No, it's not polite. Right. It's but not polite not... to smack your lips either, but you can't help it with Fritos corn chips. <laughs> that's right. There you Sounds go. like a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> he was just tossing a club down in frustration. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, it's not like he picked the thing up and picked it up in the air and slammed it into the green. Where he caused damage. Right, right. He just kind of flicked his wrist pretty hard. Yeah. And slapped the handle of his putter down. I guarantee you there's not even a mark yeah. on the green. And people want to get him for being irritated at himself. Yeah. Come on. You know, it's funny. I don't remember this brouhaha when uh, Rory took his five iron and threw it into the lake. <laughs> or when John Daly threw his seven iron into the lake at, um, what was it, Whistling Straits? Took a nine on or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Said about that. And what is the whole deal with armchair officiating in the golf business? You I know, they ought to be choke slammed. Pe- people who email <laughs> the LPGA to say, uh, I think uh, I think her ball moved back there yesterday. You better check that <laughs> yeah. out. You know, we had that discussion and I'm still a little bit irritated about that. Who yeah. had the who had the email address? See, I think it's uh, somebody either inside the broadcast booth or inside the truck or inside some place that so? they knew right where to email cuz no, you can't that's, that's just that stuff's hard to find. Yeah, well, I, the the rules d- division, but I mean you just do a Google search and you can get the uh, you know the contact uh, page for the LPGA website, you know, busybodies. Yeah, exactly. 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 I you know, I see that stuff it makes me nuts because it's not fair because <sighs> Again, like I mentioned the other time on the on the radio, um, that it isn't fair to the field nor the player because it's not a level playing field on who the camera is on, on what shot. It very well could be that the girl who got herself into contention did something that violated a rule and no one knew about it. Right. But everybody knew that Lexi Thompson missed a, her mark by – half an inch or whatever it was everybody knew that one and yet that is one that nobody can get right anyway you can't put it in the exact spot for example i lift it up i put it right back down what if it's one dimple off one stinking little tiny little dimple off no one can tell unless you're being watched by a high definition super close-up video camera how did that one happen to be on that thing anyway how did they manage to zoom in to see that because that wasn't part of the regular broadcast <laughs> see what i'm getting at i have a it was theory somebody on the inside <laughs> somebody on the inside about that that had that i think when people do that out do tight close-up shots of lexi thompson when she's bending down to mark her it ball, it's not, their, ball it's not their ball they're trying to see <clears throat> <laughs> i'm sorry i agree with your theory yeah i'm just saying that uh, you know but, but you know <sighs> This whole thing makes me nuts about people calling in, you know, and then at least in the Masters, mm-hmm. and they had, well, this thing, Sergio moved something in a, and a, and a, and a, a, he was in the hazard and he dropped his ball and the whole thing that, that happened there. And then all of a sudden they said, well, wait a second, his ball moved, mm-hmm. but, uh, wiggled, yeah, and settled back in the same place. And there's a rules official standing right there looking at it, watching it being done. Yeah. And there were cameras on it, but at least this camera that was on it 
was at least broadcast live to the world yeah. as it was going on. Exactly. As opposed to being in the editing truck someplace like the Lexi Thompson thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> where did that where did that HD thing come from? Yeah. And I, I revert to my uh, my preacher's kid background, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. let he who is without sin cast the first stone. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? I mean, you, you've done this stuff yourself many times, and you haven't said anything about it. I defy any um, league player to tell me honestly that they marked a ball, put it back, and saw it move a little bit, which, as you say, is inevitable, and mentioned it. You look around a little bit sheepishly, see if anybody saw it, and then you just go on. Admit it. That's what you do. That's what we all do. As heaven knows, we've got enough problems with strokes. We don't need to call extras on ourselves for something itty-bitty like that. So, Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you. We're going to have to find something to fight about later on. I'm not well, sure it won't what it be is. this, because yeah. this one irritates me just like it irritates everybody else. We're on the yeah. same page. Coming up today, a couple of great guests. We've got uh, three high school kids who invented a thing called a caddy clean because, as they said, they thought there was something better than, than a brush spit in the front of a T-shirt to clean your clubs while you're out playing. Uh, we're going to be talking to them. They invented a thing called caddy clean. And I did not know this. Jeff knew this, but I didn't play golf in college. Some people would say golf wasn't invented yet when I was in college, but... <laughs> We'll let that pass. Um, so I was unaware that club golf is a big thing in college, and college golf clubs have their own basic uh, tournaments all over the place, and the, and the big national That's championship cool. is coming up, and we're going to talk to uh, Chris from Next Gen Golf and uh, the NCCGA. It's all coming up. We are those weekend golf guys. We do encourage you to hang out with us. We'll be right back. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-769-0546 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-769-0546. Again, that's 800-769-0546. Thanks for hanging. We came back. Hope you did, too. And thanks for listening. We are those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio. Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at Otter Creek. On the controls, intrepid producer Mark Hunter. And in the studio, just a few minutes late. Nice of you to show up, Pamela. Thanks for having me, yeah. John. Miss Pamela Denny is here. And um, she got herself her new weekend golf guys hat, so she's happy. Looks great. So, locally here, people who do not live in Louisville cannot begin to fathom what kind of a party... The Kentucky Derby is. Yeah, it's a two-minute horse race, but we party for about three weeks prior. Everything stops, and one of the kickoff events was the Derby Festival. That's what the party's called, the Derby Festival, because we give names to things to make it official. But the Kentucky Derby Festival Pro-Am Golf Scramble, which is one of the kickoff events, happened uh, last Monday. The Derby's not for another two weeks, but that happened last Monday, and we were out there. One of our uh, golf pro friends from one of the courses here. In fact, the the Horseshoe Casino course. You know Jeff Cron, Jeff, right? Yeah, right. I do. <clears throat> He's uh, you know one of the one of the better courses uh, in the area. And uh, we watched him tee off, man, and it did my heart good. I, I know he's a PGA professional. I know he can teach you to play well and everything. But he did the same thing. He hadn't swung a club in a while. He didn't get any chance to get out to the practice tee prior to teeing off. And he chunked one off Oops. the tee into the oh, woods. Well. Hey, he's human. Yeah. There's just something about it, though. When you see those guys who, who always appear infallible to you, when they do that, you go, wow, okay, so uh, I'm not, I don't do that just because I stink. No, you, I do, do it, it more often just because I stink. But. You do it because you're human, but you do it more often out of practice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I was very impressed. Again, last week we had another one of Jeff's free Facebook webinars on the uh, Golf Guys Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash golf guys. Just go right now while you're thinking about it and follow it. That way, every time Jeff shows up to do one, you won't have to remember schedule and time and all that kind of stuff. It'll just show up and say, hey, Jeff's live. Click here and you can go see it. But you did a very interesting series of uh, how to get out of sand traps. And I was so impressed because you did it live. I know when you do videos, sometimes if a mistake happens, you can always edit that part out. But you did it live, and you yeah. hit multiple sand shots. I mean, probably 25, 30 sand shots last night during this 30-minute uh, webinar. And you yeah. did not miss one of them. No. The technique that you use is basically foolproof. Kind of. And it got a cool name to it, too. Yeah, it's fools don't use it. That's the problem. <laughs> there you go. Hinge and thump. Mm -hmm. Hinge and thump. You know, I have a habit of when I teach people to name the shot into the action that they're doing. To make it easier to remember how to, to do make it. it. Easy. Right. Yeah. If I want a high, soft shot, you know, that's flight description, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to need to get my club a little bit more steep. Right. So I must hinge upward. Mm -hmm. And then I also want to make the club bottom out right below the ball. Right. So I must take that upward hinging club and I need to make it thump on the ground right underneath the ball. Yeah. So it's a, the action is hinge and thump. Right. And it's the same thing out of thick grass. Put the ball forward, hinge and thump. Ball shoots straight up in the air out of it. Mm -hmm. People look at that and they're like, how'd you hit that flop shot? I'm like, but I didn't flop anything. Yeah. <laughs> no open faces, no body no. at an angle to the target, none of that stuff. No. No, I like yeah. things going online. I don't like the high risk of the club face uh, angled up while moving down. Um, I don't like the the risk of the leading edge being presented to the golf ball at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. I, I've seen it so many times with most players. They have huge mistakes. Yeah, they have. They, they get scared. I think that's one of the biggest reasons people get scared in the bunker is because they continue to hear that that's what they're supposed to do. Is as soon as their feet touch sand, they're supposed to flip their club face, point it to the sky, raise the leading edge, and you know swing down and be aggressive with it. And like, wait a second, <laughs> you just told people to practice sculling it. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at that and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> and that's well, and that's why people what are we to do here. People fear the bunker so badly because they know that's what they've been taught to do, and they know it works for them so seldom that it's like, no, I'm just going to take, I'll take a stroke. And or, or as one of one of our attendees last week said, if you have the fastest cart, you'll never be in the sand. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> pretty funny actually. yeah but we do these on a regular basis and and as you can see and you can hear and if you've listened to us for any length of time you know that jeff is a uh, every man's kind of golf instructor he wants to do it in a way that works for almost everybody and a way that i don't want to use the word foolproof but a way that eliminates most of the potential to screw it up i try to make it john proof <laughs> 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 I think that is something we all should uh, just aspire to. Aspire to, yeah. 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 Right. If you can make John it Bruce easy John. enough for even John to do it, yeah, then maybe even or Pam maybe. could do it. <laughs> maybe even I can do it. <laughs> we'll see. But again, just go to facebook.com slash golfguys and follow along, and you will be alerted every time Jeff shows up to do one of these free things, which we do about every other week or so. Time per, time and weather permitting. And now that it's getting later, lighter, darker later, stays lighter later. <laughs> I don't know how to put that. Um, they're outdoors. Like he did it in a well, real that's, bunker. That's, both of those are true. Both of those are true. Darker Very, later. Lighter later. later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Mm -hmm. We got a particular uh, quick fix for something coming up in just a little bit. And also, uh, just ahead, too, going to be talking for the guys for the NCCGA, which is, I believe, the National Club Golf. The National College Club Golf Association. I think that's what NCCGA stands for. Uh, they've got a big, uh, big, big national tournament coming up. And also uh, going to talk about uh, the Caddy Clean, new little gizmo to keep your, your irons clean while you're out there on the course. 
It's all coming up. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-769-0546 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-769-0546. Again, that's 800-769-0546. Jeff has returned from Hilton Head. Jeff has returned from learning a lot, teaching a lot, making a lot of videos, which, strangely enough and by coincidence, you can find right now at $5GolfClub.com. Yeah, what kind of stuff you got, man? You know what? I did some fun stuff. Um, I did a couple of them. One of them was on choosing the right tee shot. You know, when you're standing up on a tee and you're not sure what to do because there's choices out there, you know, you got – you got trouble on one side. You got bunkers all over there. You got to figure out where the heck I got to hit it. The hole might be long, and you might think driver, and the hole might be short, and you might not think driver. Talked a little bit about that. I talked about uh, certainly how to hit a higher, softer bunker shot uh, out of fluffy sand. I talked a little bit about. I did a whole video on uh, choosing the right club to come into a green with. So, all right, just added a few. Tell you what, you want to be better. Shoot lower scores tomorrow. Join $5 Golf Club today. Five, the number $5GolfClub.com. And here we are, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith, the Golf Cave. Uh, of course, uh, Mark Hunter on the controls, Pamela Denny sitting here. Hey, we got some good stuff to talk about, too. Next Gen Golf and the uh, NCCGA, which is the National Collegiate Club Golf Association. They have, uh, and I didn't even know they existed. We're going to talk to uh, the president of the organization, the president of Next Gen Golf, about uh, playing golf in college without being on the college golf team, which is pretty cool. Uh, another thing I want to talk about with Mr. Jeff Smith, golf instructor yeah. extraordinaire. Yeah. I'm going to th- I'm going to throw you out a, a scenario, okay? I hit my second shot into a par four, yeah. and for various and sundry reasons, it's uh, probably about uh, three yards short. All so, right. So I am six feet from the green surface, the putting surface, mm-hmm. in the fairway. Not not the, the rough or the first cut or anything. I'm in the fairway, right in front of the green, okay? All right. Is that a shot where someone of amateur status and amateur abilities and a handicap in the double digits should really consider putting from there, or should they consider learning how to chip from there? I would really first consider putting. Yeah. You said you're six feet off. Yeah. So most fairways are pretty tight cut. Yeah. And I'm assuming that that run up to the green, they call that an apron. Apron, yes. Is cut to that height, right? Yes. The the benefit to putting is that you'll rarely screw it up so badly <laughs> that you'll have a shot as long as it, the current one is, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. But as we make that distinction, there's a lot of people who will – no, oh, let's say more frequently than rarely, <laughs> skull the living snot out of one that they're trying to do something with with a, a chipping-type motion or a pitching motion or something. Mm-hmm. If you're a, a golfer who wants to make sure that they're, you're better because you removed the bad shots, not necessarily great because you just increase, increase the high number of great shots, Yeah. but let's get rid of the, the danger first and take the safest route you can because putting, most people could get it reasonably close with a putt 
from six feet off the green in tight cut grass to a flag that you said was ju- what just a little bit onto the green yeah that would be a safe play and then the next safest play would be something that did not involve a lot of hand action you could think of like a putting style motion with say a pitching wedge or a nine iron mm-hmm. because then the ball would you know the, the pitching wedge would kind of scuff across the ground right and have enough loft to pop it up in the air and have little enough loft to force it forward a little bit, and you'd kind of bounce it up there. Yeah. And that would work too. Yeah. Is that so that uh, firm-handed scrape? It, it is very close to that, yeah. Mm-hmm. On these ones when tight lies and you don't have far to go, Yeah, you really don't want to risk the wristy motion shot because wristy is risky at that point. <laughs> You can write that down. Words to live by. I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though you have the recording of this, you can write that down. We emblazoned on the back of my golf hat. I think that's that. That's our new logo for uh, for golf guys' <laughs> golf hats. Yeah, well, risky is risky. Sometimes. And then sometimes using the wrist is necessary. Let's move your ball five feet to the right, and you're no longer in the fairway, mm. and you've got some rough. Mm-hmm. So you're still six feet off the green. Yeah. But you can't putt. No. And the ball's sitting down in the rough a little bit. Putter's not going to get through that, no. No. So now all of a sudden, that's a really stupid play. Yeah. John, I know you, and I know that at some times you do make the conscious effort to not be stupid. I do and sometimes. So, yes. I know. I just thought I'd point that out, giving you some credit. Appreciate There are times in your life that you try not to be stupid. And so that would be a time where you'd put the putter back in the bag. And then you'd come up with something that's more lofted. But let's say that there's a bunch of thick rough around that ball, behind it and in front of it. Would that motion of firm-handed scrape really still work? Because it keeps the club low. You know, if you're not hinging your wrist, the club's not getting vertical. Right. So that means you're kind of scuffing the grass behind the ball into the ball, and that grass kind of gets stuck in the way and kind of helps the club move up. And I see a lot of people try that. Mm Mm-hmm. And when the club moves up, then you tend to tend to scull it, top it. Yeah, I know that's yeah. right. <laughs> so and what's so, the non-stupid approach? So that's where I try to tell people about, you know, use some intelligence here and say, look, my, my club actually has to get up behind the ball very quickly to go up on the way back to get out of the way of the grass. And then it has to come down kind of steeply to cut through the grass. It also has to have enough loft on the, on the shot to get up over the grass right in front. So that's where I'd take out sand wedge or lob wedge if you had it, and I would put it in the front of your stance, like middle of your collarbone, your, your lead hip joint, you know, where that mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I'd put it there, and then I would hinge and thump. I would cock the wrist straight up in the air, get the club vertical, get it, you know, coming back down on a very steep angle downward, so that way it cut through the grass behind it, and the club bottomed out right below the golf ball but yet the face was still pointing up. With the setup there, I have noticed studying the video that we have up about this particular shot at $5golfclub.com. When the, you're in the position where the club actually gets to the point where it strikes the ball, mm-hmm. because you've got the ball on like lined up with your left collarbone, yep. your, your arms should be straight, wrists back to straight, club making contact with the ball, about in line where your left leg usually would be in that situation. Yeah. Even though it's difficult to tell people to set up vis-a-vis where your legs are because legs are mobile and you can move them wider or narrower depending on your mood or your abilities. But that, I mean, it's a good rule of thumb. Uh-huh. I figured that out all on my own just Ooh. by watching. That's amazing. Isn't it, though? You paid attention. I did, <laughs> which beats paying for lessons. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't paid for one in your life. I know that's right. (laughs) And I'm proud of it. $5golfclub.com. Five bucks. Think it's worth five bucks to learn how to play better? To learn how to not be stupid? Because you are absolutely right, man. Just sit back. I don't want you to have to admit this in public, folk. But sit back and just count up in your own head your last round. The stupid shots you took. The risks you took that didn't work. The trying to do the miraculous low thump shot out of the rough through this little window in the trees, which only managed to hit 
dead on into the middle of one of those trees and bounce back 10 yards farther back than you were to start with. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> how many of those shots did you have in just your last round that if you eliminated all of them, how much lower a score would you have had? I'd venture to say it's probably four to five strokes lower. Mm-hmm. Easily. Easily. Mine, mine would have been from last from yeah. last week. Just the, I mean, we didn't even play 10 holes. Yeah. But exactly, exactly yeah. what Jeff's saying. If I had... You know, when I'm on that apron thing, mm-hmm. if I had just putted it mm-hmm. instead of trying to chip it, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have gone flying past the hole. That's right. Like Jeff says, I don't usually hit my sand wedge 140 <laughs> yards, but when I do, <laughs> <laughs> here's how I try it. It's coming back. <laughs> right. Hey, John. Yes, sir. How many U's in the word dumb? How many U's in the word dumb? <laughs> dumb. Depends on from what part of the United dumb. States you're from. <laughs> It's, let's say you're from Kentucky. About seven. <laughs> <laughs> How not to be dumb. Uh, uh, we've got more conversations about that, but you want to check out just the right way to do things or the easy way to do things or the smart way, I guess, to do things. Just check out some of Jeff's videos at $5golfclub.com. Uh, you get seven days for free. So, you know, if you, even if you're too cheap to pay the five bucks right up front, uh, you got seven days to figure out if it's worth $5golfclub.com. We've got more coming up. Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year. Our Pete Dye course hosts the first ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com. Hey, it's Jeff Smith for those weekend golf guys. Talk to you a little bit about the Smart Ball Golf Low Point Trainer. I've had this thing now for a couple of months, and I'm telling you, this trainer has helped me help more students get the bottom of their swing arc out in front of the golf ball and hit better golf shots than almost anything I've ever used. What a fantastic thing. It's a great price. It's easy for every single player to use. Smart Ball Golf, Low Point Trainer. Go get one today. Here we are again, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith and Trepper producer Mark Hunter. Every once in a while, you hear his little dulcet tones in the background. Pamela Denny with us, uh, also in studio. And uh, I, I will admit, at this time, we were supposed to have a guest to talk about a new piece of gear called a caddy clean but lo and behold he is unavailable so we're just going to have to fake it for the next 10 minutes i can talk it's okay about it. which we are good at <laughs> we can fake I've it i've never faked anything in my life are you kidding me hey i got a just little program note here next <laughs> next weekend we are going to be doing a show live from uh the pete die course at french lick indiana yeah. i love the pete die course oh, i do too man and uh, we get an opportunity to play it that day also. Uh, it is the uh, the media day festivities for the upcoming inaugural LPGA Senior Championship. What's the over-under on the golf balls you lose that day? <laughs> I'm going to have to bring two dozen with me just in case. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, though. We were out at a golf course uh, last week. Everybody is your best friend on the golf course. You know, you pull up to the clubhouse. There was a couple guys in front of us, and... I made some comment. They had a beer left. That's what it was. And I said, well, you know, scores would have been a lot better if you didn't have one extra. And uh, we just got to talking. And come to find out, the guy is a caddy. Uh, he caddies at French Lick. He, he, he said, well, you guys are coming up. You make sure you ask for me. And it's going to be really easy, Jeff, because his name is Joseph Smith. I <laughs> <laughs> think we can figure that one out. Yeah, we can remember that real easy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's nice. To, the reason I brought that up is because when you play with a caddy, one of the remarkable aspects of playing with a caddy is you lose fewer balls only because they have the innate ability to actually watch where it goes. Their eyes are better than yours. Well, not better, than, but they're, they're more dedicated, and they don't get, um, what, else, what should I say, frustrated. Because I know what I do is if I hit a shot and it goes awry, I have a tendency to get disgusted and look away before it goes before. And then I go, oh, right. crap, I wonder where that went. <laughs> and they're looking at it going, oh, my gosh, look at where I've got to go walk. To exactly, exactly, exactly. They're counting, they're, that ball's in the air, and they're counting the number of minutes it's going to take them to find it right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
followed by the ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> The more balls I find, the better tip I get. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not only did I find your Pro V1, I found two others. Here you, you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they keep those in, in the spare pocket just in case. No, no, it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> but they do, you know, they do. No, no, you really did hit number 18 off the tee. <laughs> but they do stuff that we don't do for whether lack of knowledge about doing it or lack of time or lack of ability or whatever. But they don't wait to get to the tee box and use the ball washer to clean your ball. They don't wait till the round's over and you're putting your clubs back in the car to clean the heads off. Or, or worse, wait until the beginning of your next round <laughs> to pull the clubs out of the car and then clean them off. No, those are the ones that they're chiseling the yeah. <laughs> because you did that last Little. time. Yeah, weak old mud doesn't come off quite as easy as the fresh stuff does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they figured that out a little bit. And it's so great to have a caddy when you play. It is. And just, you know, most of us aren't in a facility often enough where we have that opportunity for caddies. And then others of us get to the, those facilities and are too cheap to pay for it. So I'm going to have to reiterate to my family that I'm working at this time during the day. <laughs> not like it's a huge window, you know? You, you know? Think you could- yeah, give me an hour on Saturdays and leave me alone, would you please? <laughs> That's the problem. You pick the day off for everybody else, they think you get the day off, right. too. Oh, you know, that's man. the problem with those weekend golf guys. It's on the weekend. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I guess, I guess it's just a, mem- a matter of uh, self-discipline to no matter how bad your shot, watch where it goes. I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't know how else to say it. We, we play with a guy also who supposedly does watch his shots but has no idea where they are. I mean, he'll, <laughs> he'll come to my ball, and he'll, he'll set up to go, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? Take, no, that's my ball. Yours is about 40 yards behind it. Go check it out. <laughs> Mine don't ever get mixed up with your alls. No, because you get the bright pink ones. Because they're pink. Because <laughs> none of us would be caught dead playing a ball like that. I don't know, It's man. hard enough playing in the group with someone playing the pink ball. That's true. Not to mention the yellow ball and the orange ball. Yeah. Just pink. Yeah. I played with a guy one time, swear to God, he had a green golf ball. I looked at him like, what are you stupid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Came out with a green golf ball. Like, really? It's grass colored. <laughs> don't they normally call that like, I don't know, camouflage? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that golf ball, as soon as he hit it, you know, it had a new name. Lost. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was the same way with the guys who played the optic orange balls, or which really look more yellow than orange, but uh, in the fall. Because you get over in the leaves, the dead leaves, you can't see a yellow ball. Can't see anything. Nah. Nah. Can't see anything. Not at all. There, there's, a, there's some cool sunglasses out there that uh, they turn everything that's green, they turn it blue, and then it, it really accentuates everything that's white. Oh, yeah. And so you find lots and lots of golf balls. Have you tried those? Because I've seen them advertised. I wondered I've, if they I've really were. I've seen them worked. advertised, but I've not, I've not seen them yeah. uh, in person. But they're just like those cheap old, big old sunglasses that the old people wear that they put over their regular glasses, you know, yeah. those mm-hmm. big, gigantic, mammoth-looking things. Yep. And uh, apparently they're awesome. All right, listen, in the last segment, we were talking about putting and stupid mistakes, uh, you know, when you're, when you're almost on the green. And we have touched on this, and I don't know, your feet must be so much more sensitive than are mine. Or maybe you play golf barefoot. I don't know. But I tried to do this whole green reading with your feet thing. Yeah. It's, you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not. It's perfect. My feet can't read subtle differences, but then neither can my eyes. Subtlety is no, lost on me, shape, I guess. Then. It's like you need a caddy. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, realistically, let's think about something for a second, John. Let's say you got a, I don't know, 10-foot, 15-foot putt. You have those a lot for your third putt. And so, you know, you ought to think about trying to read those. Okay. And feel, I mean, you, you that was an Air Force joke right there. You missed it right uh, over your head. I yeah. caught it. Yeah. 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 Realistically, if, if you just stood at your ball and then went about halfway there and stood again facing the hole or turn around face your ball, you're going to find out three-fourths of the way there, all the way there, somewhere in between half and all the way there, you stop a couple times. Mm-hmm. And you just stand there and you start feeling the slope. One foot is going to be higher than the other. Mm-hmm. You are going to feel some slope. Here's okay. when it doesn't happen very well. is when you're dumb enough to look straight down at the green because you're getting information from your eyes that says it's flat. 
Yeah. When your feet will tell you that it's not. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you can't feel anything. Well, you know, great or, or severe gradations you can always tell because you, you feel it more in your ankles than you do in your feet. But, but like I said, just yeah. subtle, subtle little differences. I don't know. I just find it. Mark, can you pick up on them when you're out there? Oh, yeah. Got <laughs> a boom. Okay. Francis in the paint. I, uh, yeah. I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just get Mark. I'll just get Mark to read my putts from now on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to lie to you. <laughs> got five hours on this putt, right? right? Six five hours away. My way if he gets a bad read. Got it. <laughs> You know, some people say it's as simple as, as just looking at the cup because you can tell if one side of the cup is higher than the other. Well, you know, that's the first thing that I tell people to look at. Because if they can see that one side of the cup is higher than the other and they still insist on putting it straight at the hole, yeah, that's when I start to ask if they can spell IQ. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you know that that thing's tilted at the hole and you still set up right at the hole, you are admitting to everyone that you play golf with that you are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> because that thing won't stay there. Yeah. And it's obvious to everyone. Yeah. It will move down the slope. So you have to hit it up the slope. Right. So you have to take out everything from the line between your ball and the center of the cup on one side of the low side and make it go away like it's off limits you can't put it there you have to put it on the higher side or you stand no chance i understand and one more quick question something that confuses yeah. me because i've heard different answers that conflict the faster the green is it less of of a break or more of a break was well, it downhill or uphill i'll see there you go <laughs> let's just say flat hey, your faster again, answer. let's just depends. say let's just say a, a well, it can't be flat and have a break, can it? Um, negligible uphill. Okay. Um, a relatively level breaker to the left. Yeah. If it's faster, it breaks more. Okay. See, a lot of people tell me that if it's slower, it breaks more because gravity has more time to affect it, which there's would make, that. Which would make sense if you were a physicist. Roll farther. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Are those the same people that... <laughs> Try and keep the ball, you know, when they can see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hole, it's the same know, guy, it's come it's to think of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the same guy that told you to keep your head down and your left arm straight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and listening to him is just dumb. All right. We've got uh, the president of Next Gen Golf. We've got the uh, student leader uh, and the president of the uh, National Collegiate Club Golf Association. Yes, you can play golf in college even if you're not on the varsity team. Good news. It's all coming up when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. You checked out our Facebook page yet? It's facebook.com slash golf guys. Go there and like us. Please. Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year. Our Pete Dye course hosts the first ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-769-0546 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-769-0546. Again, that's 800-769-0546. 
Hey, it's Jeff Smith for those weekend golf guys. Talk to you a little bit about the Smart Ball Golf Low Point Trainer. I've had this thing now for a couple of months, and I'm telling you, this trainer has helped me help more students get the bottom of their swing arc out in front of the golf ball and hit better golf shots than almost anything I've ever used. What a fantastic thing. It's a great price. It's easy for every single player to use. Smart Ball Golf Low Point Trainer. Go get one today. And welcome back. We are the Weekend Golf Guys, of course. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at Otter Creek, and Tripper producer Mark Hunter on the controls pen with Denny sitting here, making life more uh, enjoyable for everybody. And on the line with us, Chris Hart and Grant Johnson. Now, Chris Hart, CEO of uh, Next Gen Golf. Grant is uh, is a member of uh, one of the, the golf club at University of Maryland. When I went to college, I didn't play golf. Um and some people would say golf hadn't been invented yet when I went to college. And I was just thinking everybody was relieved. <laughs> and we, yeah, well, I know the, the golf people at, at Temple University were very relieved that I didn't play golf. But I was totally unaware. Bad playing in the streets. <laughs> Breaking windows. Yeah, you would do that. Yeah, downtown Philadelphia is not conducive <laughs> to golf. But then again, I was unaware that colleges actually had organized clubs for golfers who do not play on the college golf team and i would imagine i would hope that it is not open to membership to members of the college golf team because that would be like having ringers wouldn't it exactly you can't can't be a varsity uh, varsity athlete to play club golf okay so um but yeah. in the university of temple your, your alma mater does not have a club golf team yet so oh, we're going to work on that <laughs> we're going to tell them we have a really we have a really wealthy alumni that runs this radio show that wants to help fund and start their team <laughs> yeah uh i ignored them so long with the alumni give us a little bit letters that they don't even send them anymore uh, people don't lose their love of golf when they go to college if they've played in high school or if they play, you know, with their parents, or a lot of people play that don't play either well enough or seriously enough or don't want to commit the time it takes to play collegiate golf on a varsity level. And this is a great outlet for them, isn't it? Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, you know, and the NCCGA, so National Collegiate Club Golf Association, you know, what, exactly what you said. There's a lot of different... You know, men and women, because everything we do is co-ed. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's over 400 colleges that have club golf teams now. That's fantastic. Um, and you know, years and years, you know, over the last three years, we had grown from 40 colleges to over 400. And yeah. club golf now supports you know more students than varsity players, and it's a really viable outlet for men and women going to college. And you know, whatever school they go to, they can play club golf. So you know, as parents and especially like you said, high school students, as they're looking to choose a college. They don't need to think about, geez, I, I Grant, who's on the online, is going to University of Maryland. I, I want to go to Maryland and get a great degree. You know, I'm a good player, but I'm not good enough for the varsity team. Mm -hmm. Grant's going to go there, get a great degree, great education, and still play college golf. Yeah, and Grant, um, uh, who's with well. us here from the University of Maryland, is president of the NCCGA. And you guys have a lot of tournaments. It's not just like, hey, let's let's get together and party like, you know, frat boy somewhere. It's, you, you know, got organized tournaments throughout the year and a big tournament coming up, too, don't you? We do. Grant, why don't you uh, tell them about the national championship? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, throughout this, the two semesters, we have over 120 tournaments. So it's a lot of fun. Um, it really is kind of the perfect balance of, of a lot of really good competitive golfers, but then also just the kind of the laid back feeling that you would have going out on the weekend with your friends. Yeah. Um, so I've, I, that's kind of what I've really enjoyed about the tournaments is being able to play alongside some, some really good golfers and playing some quality golf, but then um, being able to practice on my own time and not being forced to like go to, go to gym in the morning <laughs> that all varsity players have. Um, and one of my favorites and so many of, um, the players across the country really love the fact that we can get to the uh, opportunity to compete for the national championship, which, as you said, we, we've got coming up in a few weeks. Over 250 golfers from across the country, um, all competing on one weekend. Um, this this year, it's in uh, Hot Springs Country Club in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Um, so we're going down there, um, 31 teams and eight individuals from across the country um, competing for the national championship, which is just a total blast. What's your major, Grant? I'm studying environmental science and policy. Okay. So you can hobnob with uh, congressmen and stuff on the golf course and uh, make friends and influence people when you get out there. <laughs> yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. There, I mean, 
one of the, one of the great things about golf is you can play it forever and use it in so many different aspects. Exactly. Um, and kind of as you, as you said earlier, it's there's so many kids who who want to um, continue their love for golf, but might not necessarily have the opportunity to play um, varsity, Division One, and Division Two level golf or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and really, club golf is. I know that's the experience that I've had, and it's really given me um, a, a great opportunity to continue playing competitively. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, the, the entire industry, golf industry, the sport, the game, whatever you want to look at it, and I tend to think of it more of as a game because anything you can do while drinking beer has got to be considered a game. But <laughs> Well, that's just in the sport of it. They don't let you drink the beer while you're playing. Exactly, exactly. And, and most of us play as a game and not as a sport. But it's something like, like Grant said, you can use it forever. I've never been able to call like 22 people and say, hey, let's, uh, you know, let, let's go play a soccer game or – 18 people and say, hey, let's go play a game of baseball. I played baseball in college. I want to keep playing. In the regimentation, that's why I hated summer camp. I love swimming, but don't tell me I got to do it at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'll do it when I want to do it. <laughs> you know? And Chris, uh, well, next-gen you, golf. You did those morning workouts, right, John? I know Grant <laughs> yeah. said he morning workout. Yeah, my morning workout is how many times can you roll over before you fall out of the bed, right? Uh <laughs> What what specifically, Chris, is is next gen golf, and, and uh, what's your relationship to the uh, NCCGA? Yeah, so next gen golf um, overall, uh, we're the leading NA supporting golfers, and they're really their twenties and thirties. Um, so we run events, not just the NCCGA is our collegiate tour within next gen golf, um, and then we also have a city tour that we run during the summer. Um, so exactly what you just said of a student who you know, played college baseball and then now they're a young professional in Chicago or Boston or DC or a major city. They can't call 20 people. They might play in a company softball league. Right. Um, but what we started was uh, what we call our city tour. And it's very similar to uh, college club golf where you play team-based golf with other young adults in major cities around the country. Um, so next gen golf as a, Really, as an organization, we're supporting not just students in college and helping them with those really hard years um, when a lot of people may quit or leave the game, but retaining them through their 20s and 30s as they become a young professional and, you know, and, and until they really uh, start to join a, a club and, and then get to that level of their, you know, their golf experience. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Our one at the University of South Carolina. I'll send your way. They got we, yeah. Uh, USC's got a little, they have, they have a good uh, good club team down there. Yeah, I was gonna say US. They they see. they won the championship spring 2014. Okay. Um, but they did they did 20, not make uh, it this uh, this past spring. That's a bummer. You got to get your daughter on the, team. Yeah, we'll get her on the team. We'll take her to Jeff, and then we'll. And then we'll <laughs> She's here for three weeks. Do, do you have like advisors, faculty advisors, or or people who can give tips and a little bit of lesson type stuff, or or is it everybody for himself when you get on the club at at the school? Here at Maryland, we have. It's, I mean, it's entirely student run team. Oh, okay. um, but we have we kind of have weekly practices where uh, once or twice a week we'll we'll meet up at the range. Um, and sometimes kids will give tips to each other. Um, I know some teams across the country do have, like, coaches if they have, the, like, the budgeting for it. Or sometimes they'll, like, get discounts. Um, like, we at our course here at University of Maryland, we're fortunate to have our, our own golf course on campus. Um, and they, they give us a pretty significant discount if we want to get a lesson from one of the pros. Oh, okay. Um, so that's, a, like, a really good resource to tap in. But, I mean, a lot of times it is students just kind of um, going out and playing, not necessarily – uh, taking it as seriously as they, they did in high school or whatever it was, um, but still a high level of golf going on. Uh, and the other thing too is always the practical question: is the uh, the the greens fees themselves? Or is that the responsibility of each individual member, or do you pay to get into it, and then the club takes care of all that stuff? For us here here at Maryland, every student um, pay, pays like a, a semesterly dues, okay. um, and that'll help cover costs of um, covering like range balls, and then also help covering greens fees. Cool. Um, Similar, similar thing, we get a discount on the green fees as club members. Um, it's just $15 a student versus a regular student rate is around $30 to yeah. play. Um, so that's pretty helpful, and it really helps us able to lower costs. Some schools, they choose to uh, keep the semester dues down, and then students will pay their own green fees. It kind of really depends on um, what they want to do. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And the national championship's coming up at the Hot Springs, Arkansas, in just a couple of weeks. Do you get a lot of people come out and watch? Yeah, we do. We get, you know, it's, it's interesting. More and more families start to come out. Fantastic. Um, than we have in the past. And, 
you know, it's, it depends on the location. We had a, a lot of spectators this past fall at Disney just because I think families turned it into a, a, yeah. a championship to watch their son or daughter play and then also go to Disney. Yeah, let's hang um, out I while think we're here. Uh, Hot, Hot Springs does not have the same appeal as Disney. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Uh, It'd be a little less expensive. But uh, the, no, the golf courses are unbelievable, though. So I yeah. think you know, what, what we lack in... Uh, Disney entertainment will be made up for in the quality of the, the facilities. Well, cool. Well, Grant Johnson, who's president of the uh, National Collegiate College or National College Club Golf Association, I don't know what it is, NCCGA, so much easier to say. <laughs> there you go. And then uh, Chris Hart, CEO of uh, Next Gen Golf. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us here with those weekend golf guys, man. And again, I had no idea this thing existed. This has been a very educational thing for me. And I hope uh, you've enjoyed it, too. Listen, we hope that you uh, check us out at thoseweekendgolfguys.com anytime you feel like it. Should you miss a program, you can always catch all of our archived stuff at audioboom.com. Also, facebook.com slash golfguys. Follow us there, and you'll never miss one of Jeff Smith's live webinars. You'll be alerted to them. And we do also want to say maybe you should follow us on Twitter at WKND Golf Guys, because every now and again we say something that you may want to hear. Other than that, all I can say is we will, be, we will be back right here next week, same time, same place, talking about golf, and maybe to have something to talk about in the next week, maybe you should, hey, go play some golf. Hey, it's Jeff Smith for those weekend golf guys. Talk to you a little bit about the Smart Ball Golf Low Point Trainer. I've had this thing now for a couple of months, and I'm telling you, this trainer has helped me help more students get the bottom of their swing arc out in front of the golf ball and hit better golf shots than almost anything I've ever used. What a fantastic thing. It's a great price. It's easy for every single player to use. Smart ball golf, low point trainer. Go get one today. Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year Our Pete Dye course hosts the first-ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com. Jeff has returned from Hilton Head. Jeff has returned from learning a lot, teaching a lot, making a lot of videos, which, strangely enough and by coincidence, you can find right now at $5GolfClub.com. Yeah, what kind of stuff you got, man? You know what? I did some fun stuff. Um, I did a couple of them. One of them was on choosing the right tee shot. You know, when you're standing up on a tee and you're not sure what to do because there's choices out there, you know, you got – you got trouble on one side. You got bunkers all over there. You got to figure out where the heck I got to hit it. The hole might be long, and you might think driver, and the hole might be short, and you might not think driver. Talked a little bit about that. I talked about uh, certainly how to hit a higher, softer bunker shot uh, out of fluffy sand. I talked a little bit about. I did a whole video on uh, choosing the right club to come into a green with. So, all right, just added a few. Tell you what, you want to be better. Shoot lower scores tomorrow. Join $5 Golf Club today, Five, the number $5golfclub.com.